Cheerio. As human beings, don't we enjoy enjoyment? This is Five Golden Things, The Liberty Lists, a podcast of whimsy from Liberty Church Collingswood and libertycollingswood.org. We'll hear from friends as we explore everything from potent potables to morsel delectables, awkward laughables to moment teachables. You'll get lots of different categories, but remember that for each one, there can be only five. Plus a mulligan or two. Five, four, three, two, one. Lift off. Pat McAdams and I are coming in hot for a special extra edition of Five Golden Things. Hello, Turtle Doves, and how are you, Pat? I'm doing great. I'm, uh, I did not just come from the dentist, so I'm doing better than you, I'm assuming. <laughs> but maybe not. <laughs> well, I, th- this is the first time, and this will relate to our topic for today. As many of you know, our beloved executive pastor, Eric Mitchell, is moving on to be closer to family down south, taking a call at another church. And Pat, it was actually your idea to say, hey, Jim, let's hear. And and this th- this was the perfect ego management pat you said hey jim i'd love to hear more about eric from you (laughs) and i was like that sounds that that sounds great that's what we're going to be doing i'm going to be counting down here in just a second i i had my last ever lunch with eric pat this afternoon so we we went or not last ever but last before they moved this coming week and went to a classic jim and eric spot keg and kitchen in westmont Haddon township have you Mm -hmm. been there before I have. Okay. Yeah. So we, it spot from way back. Do you like it? Yeah, it's solid. It was a good spot. And some of the stuff that we talked about, Pat, there at lunch will relate to my top five. But for the purposes of the dentist, this is the first time that I went to the dentist after a beer at a burger. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's like, that's not my problem. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> enough money they can they can figure it out <laughs> yeah. I, I i apparently need, need need to start wearing a mouth guard and they said hey we 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 can do a mouth guard for you because i grind my teeth a little bit they said yeah we'll just uh the person up front will give you a quote and it was one thousand four hundred and fifty dollars for a for a mouth guard but this is not a top or pat you could do a top five dental well, with, well, with, well, with the mechanics since this is like the thrilling content people want, <laughs> I, I recently had got a mouth guard like uh, designed for me. So mm-hmm. I also wear mouth guards. I also grind my teeth. Okay, really bad. I hadn't been to the dentist in 13 years, and so I needed a ton of work done. And one of the things is like, yeah, you're grinding your teeth down. <laughs> like, it's 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 a problem, a big problem. So uh, I do wear a mouth guard now at night most nights. Did, I remember. did you get just an off the rack one from a drugstore, or did you get fit in the dental office? I had enough dental problems that I spent so much money on that I thought it may be best just to kind of get one that is going to fit me properly and be the one that like I should be doing as opposed to like a $15 one from like Walmart. Yep. Who knows? Maybe I'm a sucker, but we'll <laughs> see. <laughs> Throwing money after money. That's what we do. Exactly. <laughs> this, this is America. Well, Pat, speaking of somebody who throughout his life, as I understand it, has been very punctual about going to the dentist every six months without fail. That's our beloved Eric Mitchell, and I'll I'll pass the mic over to you for you to pass it back to me. <laughs> no, Jim. <laughs> what is it, number five in the uh, top five things you uh, appreciate most about Eric? 
I'm glad you asked, my friend. The and this will be a combination of toolsy, skillsy stuff, but also some 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 personal stuff. So I'm going to start more toolsy, skillsy, skillsy, and I guess that is my number five. He's a very toolsy, skillsy guy. <laughs> so the so Eric's capacity and skill set is both broad and specialized and necessary and unique. The first job description that I put together for Eric, I told our consistory this the other day, Pat, when we were celebrating at Eric's last consistory meeting as he went out of town. My job description for him, it was really easy for me to write because I just thought, what are some, what what's everything that I'm bad at? And let me put that into a job description. The words just flowed from there. I didn't have to beat my head against the wall for things that I'm not very good at. And in one of our first conversations, including the one when after I sent Eric the draft of the job description, and I had very little hope that Eric would say, hey, this actually looks good. But young Mitchell said, hey, I think this would fit me really well. And I said, really? Are you sure? And he's like, yeah, I could really enjoy doing a lot of these things. And 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 so he did the his ability to build out teams, to make systems, to organize, to have infrastructure while being somebody who loves Jesus, loves the gospel, loves mission and loves liberty. Those are those are unicorns. And Pat, at Liberty Collingswood, we were blessed to have a unicorn with good hair for nine years. That's true. Yes. Um I kind of like to tag along with that. Um, yeah. That is one of the things I thought about is like, and I think it kind of like goes to what you're saying. Like Eric's someone who just gets the job done. He just figures it out. And I'm not sure if that's like innate ability or just intelligence or like just like tenacity, but um, he just can like, he just can and is good at figuring stuff out. Stuff that he probably doesn't have any expertise in, like just figuring out and getting it done and, and making it happen. Yeah. And I would say it's a both and pet, both with things that would be within his wheelhouse. But for when the pandemic started, for example, we didn't have a digital ministry director that may or your your position may or may not have been related to pivots we made in the early days of uh, of COVID. So, Pat, you basically started the pandemic so that you could get 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 hired here. But we pretty that's, much that, that's for another podcast yeah. <laughs> the uh pandemic when when did when when did the world shut down like what day of the week that was like a wednesday or thursday yeah. right like monday was the last day i went to the office and gathered my stuff because i okay. was like i shut down so you know yeah early to midweek i, I th- think i i i think the rudy gobert nba uh the jazz game was canceled for covid was wednesday night that that week in March, 2020. So between Wednesday night and Sunday morning, we were up and running with streaming service, like stream, a streaming video service that was pre-recorded and sent to platforms. And Eric just learned all of that stuff in literally just about 48 hours or so. And that he, Pat, Eric was not trained in videography and, and, technological platforms like that but it's unusual for somebody that can be really accomplished with organization infrastructure systems to also be adaptable and learn new things on the fly but he was gifted at both agreed all right what you got for number four okay 
Pat, it's unusual for somebody with such an outside skill set like Eric has to also be humble and selfless at the same time. And so humility and selfless is my number four as we count down to, to number one. One of the first things that, again, those early conversations as we were exploring, hey, would this be a fit for you to come up here as a church planting resident, a pastoral resident, Eric said, yeah, I feel I feel comfortable and in the language of pastoral staff, there's sometimes a language of number one and number two. So lead pastor is number one, the executive pastor is is the number two. Eric said, Yeah, Jim, I feel I feel comfortable and I would really enjoy being a number two, whether it's the number two supporting the number one or helping other people to flourish and succeed, volunteer team leaders, other staff members. He said, yeah, that's I, I think that's my jam as I've begun to to do ministry. And I remember when he said that, I thought to myself, that's a great answer, but that's also BS. Like nobody, nobody, nobody thinks that. And, and Pat, here's here's a shocker to you. Uh I hopefully I'm not anti-humble myself, but I don't recall ever in my life telling anybody else I would I would be comfortable being a number two. <laughs> it's it's you need it, to be Batman. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's the but but it it's a and it's unusual, including for pastorals and or pastors and people in pastoral ministry, uh, to to be comfortable long long term with with that role. So so a. I kind of back in my mind figured, hey, it wouldn't shock me if at some point Eric and Carrie move move back down south. The the other part of it was, I bet if Eric does move on to be closer with family, I bet he's going to take another executive pastor job, um, and that 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 speaks to both his capacity to to be able to, and he's going to a bigger church, so scaling up, yeah. uh, more systems, more infrastructure, all that sort of thing, and then also to to say, yeah, like I want, I'm this is at least for the time being where the lane that God has called called me to, and I'm gonna like selflessly selflessly serve. So so as both of us have had somewhat of it, or definitely me and also you inside track with seeing Eric behind the scenes as well as in the church at large, he's he's a genuine article as far as not needing to get credit and just happy to see other people run with stuff. Yeah, no, like I'm, I'm in agreement with all that. I mean, like I, obviously, obviously, you've been privy to more of that than I have, but never once have I thought, man, Eric just loves the spotlight. Man, he kind of wishes he, you know, this never even came across my mind once. <laughs> so, 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 totally agree with you on that one. Okay, uh, Turtle Doves in the we're recording over Zoom right now in the chat. Pat has been typing to me. Eric is an egomaniac. I can't stand that guy. So. Hear, well, hear, hear his chat, not his words. But I, I, I didn't, didn't want to blow it. it up. But really, this is all facade. And really, he did try to undermine you and tried to try to try to attempt a coup, which failed. He knew so it. We felt, <laughs> we felt bad. You just, so you shipped him off to another church so he could still have employment even after he tried to. <laughs> or, or, or it 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 would be even better if, if like what I think is Eric's transition down south is actually he's just taking over my job here. <laughs> <laughs> You know, let 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 Grandpa just keep sitting in the rocking chair and tell him yeah. he's still a lead pastor. Yeah, you'll you'll find out in a few short days. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I, I, delicious. Right. So 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 Eric is is really selfless. And in earlier days, Pat, 
there were times I don't think Eric would, would mind me saying where I would encourage Eric to to be a little and he started as a part-time resident and then you know made himself indispensable full-time executive pastor ordained he sort of did the whole did the whole gamut here but especially in the earlier days I would encourage him to say hey you should be more visible with this and people need to hear and heed not just my leadership voice but Eric's Eric your leadership voice too so we need you more on a Sunday on a Sunday morning or training home meeting leaders or doing this and doing that and he he saw the the wisdom in that too it's and he, it's not like he was afraid or timid but he just didn't need it himself but for the good of the church even when he took more more microphone that was for the sake of others not for himself yeah all right uh number three okay pat it's unusual for somebody with such toolsy skillsy capacity and such humility and selflessness to also have pastoral acumen like our friend eric lester michel has uh and i i don't know how how many executive pastors that you've met over the years pat i don't know if that's a you know do you have that uh, set of baseball cards yeah it's it's 12 <laughs> <laughs> have, have you really met that many uh, I, I don't know okay so uh, it, it's probably in between uh five and eight yeah okay that's fair okay. so if if the downside of lead pastors is they the the bad version of a lead pastor is they might be these narcissistic egotistical maniacs that you might enjoy spending a little bit of time with but if you ever really meet your hero it's just going to be horrible that's the that that's the lead pastor stereotype the and there's some truth to it unfortunately in in the church world and ministry world the, not the our church not in the church <laughs> not knock on wood that's true the 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 stereotype which i've seen play out with executive pastors is that they the downside of them is that they could be vulcans just kind of like really really stiff and and worst case scenario is kind of like jerks or dorks and not 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 they they live a system and they they can you know build this and that but they're just not they don't have a personal touch which is understandable based on you know personalities or package deals but but one of the joys of being able to minister alongside Eric for so many years is that he he was always a people person which a is unusual for executive pastor skill set and then b he's grown over time not only in personal skills which he's always had but pastoral skills which is another adjacent set of hey you're building friendships and relationships but you're also asking good questions following up trying to introduce how jesus can help on the lookout for people that are hurting struggling hiding and just over the years eric has has fully grown in his ability to do that that pastoral side of of ministry which again is it not every executive pastor even yeah i i wouldn't trust just any i wouldn't trust executive pastor x to walk into a difficult 
interpersonal situation and say, Hey, can you go help these couple of people? But I, but I trust Eric to do that for sure. Yeah, no, no, that what you said about the executive pastor is a hundred percent my experience. Um, oh, you know, who, yeah. which, which, which ones? <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, no, you, I mean, you pretty much nailed it. Like that is like my experience, which, which is fine. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, and, and and yeah, Eric is like a very personal guy in general. Very yeah. much, he'll talk golf with my brother. He's in like a fancy football league with my friends, you know, over the yeah. years. So you just, you know, people kind of, uh, um, you know, like hanging out with them. They like being around them. Um, yeah, it's a good time. So, uh, so agree on number three. Okay, so so I'm th- I'm three for three so far. No, no disagreements. You are, you are. Yes. <laughs> okay. The. Okay, and and this one is both more personal and more more connected with me. Uh, I think we experienced a particular and special gift from the Lord over these years with Eric being here. And this relates to the original job description that I sent his way. For a full-time staff of only two people, the the ways in which Eric and I complemented each other in in skill sets was was pretty miraculous, both in how we had different skill sets, but then enough in common that, and, you know, here, here and there, there's a, you know, conversation where we have to like, make sure we're on the same page. And I've apologized to Eric for different things over the years and he to me, but, but overall the, our ability to work in a compatible way on behalf of the church as a two person full-time staff is pretty amazing. The more typical is either there is so much overlapping skill set that you wonder, is it really worth it to have two 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 staff people or people have different skill sets, but they don't get along or they can't talk enough of a common language to to be a productive team as opposed to just two fruitful and productive individuals. The couple ways to think about it. For a season uh maybe in 2016, 2017. Eric and I, we hired a church consultant for like a six month, somebody that specialized in like helping church plants continue to grow and thrive and, and that sort of thing. I think from him or maybe from a podcast or something, just just a couple of different metrics or systems. Have you heard of the VOS system? <laughs> I don't believe so, no. Okay, so V is visionary, O is operational, S is systems. Actually, I think this came from a business podcast I listened to, not 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 from Chip the Church Consultant. The the having having teams, you have to have the V and the O and the S covered, but you also have to have commonality. So vision is like big picture, often communication, saying, hey, this is in the general direction where we need to go. Operations is just making sure things run, that if it's a church. Sunday morning happens, small groups happen, everything is not total chaos. And then systems is taking whatever infrastructure there is and building it. And in the in the language of this diagnostic, most people have one capital letter and one lowercase letter. And so for me, and Pat, we're on, we're on a deadline here recording. I, I want to ask you to guess the types. I, I know you really want to do that. Uh, I'm I'm capital V, lowercase O. So big vision casting, 
communicating and lowercase o. I used to be a complete disaster in previous churches with any type of administration, organization, that sort of thing. I, and maybe I'm just whistling Dixie about myself. I think I can make things happen. And with kind of the teams that either I lead directly or give support to or staff staff people that I supervise, <laughs> that, 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 that there is some sense, semblance of order that I can 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 bring to things. So that's me. Eric is actually a uppercase S, and he's better than I am at the operations, but still a lowercase O. So the common language that we speak prominently is we both appreciate things running smoothly, uh, keeping the trains on time. But that's not my natural desire to just live in making things run, nor is it Eric's because he's somebody that can get bored with just making the same systems run every day, but he enjoys like building out things and then turning over the O to say lay leaders and team volunteers. And I think mm -hmm. that, that that was part of, or one way to think about the secret sauce with, with, with Eric and me, if I, if I didn't have any O or if Eric didn't have any O, we would have just been constantly frustrated at each other. Uh, but it would have been duplicative if we were, if we were the, if we were the same, uh, but, uh, and it's, it's not like when Eric came on, there was a, a search process where, where we had a, a search committee for a pastoral resident. And, you know, we, we interviewed hundreds of candidates that wanted to come to this tiny church plant in, in South Jersey and Eric rose to the top of the pack. It was out of the blue. Eric was working at a church in Knoxville, Tennessee, doing online seminary, wanting to be at in at a church in a secular urban or urbanish environment in the north. And so he found Liberty Online, got a phone number from liberty.org, and just sent an email saying, Hey, I'm willing to come and work at one of your churches, I think, if it feels like a good fit. And that's and Steve Huber said, Hey, Collingswood is at the agent stage that could use some help. So so Eric was applicant one of one. <laughs> for for that position and in the kind providence of god he was exactly what he and we needed all right wonderful i don't think i need to say anything or expound on that anymore I think you, it wonderfully do you do you agree that i'm a capital v lowercase o eric's lowercase o and a capital s i think you're a capital v and capital o <laughs> <laughs> no no i mean like it clearly it's yeah it's evident that that that's where you guys fall on those things yeah yeah without a doubt yeah 100 yeah um all right uh we're at number one uh yeah yep. number one uh two f's friendship and fun so I'm, I'm losing one of my best friends with eric moving down there and the we've we've just grown in our working relationship and in our personal lives very close over the years and even Eric talked a little bit about this in his five golden things. He he came as a young married guy, big dog, no kids, is is leaving with two same big dog, two two kids. Uh yeah, just 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 seeing so many life or having a front row seat to various life stages cleared over the years with with eric has has been a joy and it's a friendship that that i believe that i believe will endure one of the 
one of the sadnesses of pastoral ministry is people leaving. Like there's no church in the history of the world where people haven't, people haven't left. But, but the silver lining of that in a lot of cases is I have a lot of friends in different places at, 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 at this point, some of whom I keep regular contact with just as a matter of course, others, I might not hear from for a couple of years, but we have a reason to reconnect. Eric will be in the former, not the latter category, but I, Hey, I, I used to have zero friends in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, but, but, but now I'll have, now I'll have two, Eric and Carrie. And, and, and also just, just the fun part I've mentioned a couple of times recently when when Eric and I would do days away, half days away, we always tried to make time for like a happy hour at the end before breaking to to go back home. Oh yeah, I mentioned it on the Five Golden Things podcast. But but just the fact that Eric and I would have an all-day meeting, sometimes just the two of us, banging out plans, strategic plans for the next six to twelve months, 18 months. And sometimes we disagree, not angsty disagreement, but Eric, I think we should do this. And he'd be like, no, I think we should do this. And we have to to hash it out and find some way forward one one way or another. But to a meeting, I've, I'm sitting there even when we're having hard conversations thinking like, hey, I can't wait to hit Irish Mile or somewhere else and, and, and just hang out with my friend. And I think that's hopefully something that we cultivate here at Liberty Collingswood, Pat and I, I understand that I am the lead pastor, so I don't want to sound disingenuous and say like, whether it's congregants, consistory members, staff people, they're just my friends. <laughs> they, they, um, uh, but I, but that's not less than true at the same time. And one of the one of the things that I'm looking forward to in this next season of ministry, for for whatever hires we'll take down down the road. Um, I had a great meeting with Kelly Del Rumple, uh, yesterday or, or Pat, I technically supervise you and have supervised you and Tyler love spending time with both of you. Uh, I'll begin doing the same thing with Kelly and, and Becca in the, in in the next phase of Liberty Collingswood. And it's going to, it's going to be great. I, I enjoy their company. Uh, we're going to have a great time together. I've, I haven't had a elder or deacon that I haven't dearly, both dearly liked and deeply loved. And last, last year we had a light, a light meeting. So instead of saying, Hey, let's have a business meeting. Why don't we just all go to Tom Fisher's, the bar on the edge of, uh, of, of Collingswood and hang out. No, well, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, your, your, your picture's <laughs> on the wall there. The, and, and if, um, if if there is an ethos of friendship and fun, although I run the risk of sounding like Michael Scott, where I brag about the f- the fun that my office has all the time, the uh, that 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 wouldn't have been possible if 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 that same relationship and rapport hadn't been shared between Eric and me. And so it it to to the extent that God has blessed us with that, it it started with with me and my friend Eric. Yeah, no, that, that's really nice. And I, I guess it is like more unique than like a typical like work relationship. Um, I guess kind of like for one, it's a small church. Yeah. And I mean, you guys, you know, live close and you all you also were friendly, too. So with someone like you spent a lot of time with as friends, as like colleagues, as like a 
kind of like co-pastor of the church. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah. And, and I did want to say for someone who is like, as like uh diligent and like pretty structured and like by the book and punctual, like Eric was also very silly too, which is cool. Yeah. I mean, usually someone like that doesn't really have much of a sense of humor, but uh, you know, Eric was, you know, just as silly as anybody else. Just you know? a regular guy. Yeah. yeah. So uh, <laughs> I, I, I must say uh had a good time uh, whenever I hung out with Eric um, and I will miss him as well. Um, and Jim, anything else? Uh, any uh, thing that didn't quite make the top five or any, uh, I think you summed up most of the final yeah. thoughts right there. Um, that's, any, that, you know, that, that's all I have. Is there anything else that, that, that you'd want to add Pat before we get out of here? No, no. I just want to say that, I mean, it seems like everybody at the church that I can tell loves Eric enjoys being around him um he obviously like propels the church and you know helped us in so many different ways very 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 high approval rating yeah um and you know i, I really am excited for him and like I, you know i wish his family all the best i'm sure he's gonna do great things um so yeah it is certainly certainly bittersweet because he has been there kind of where i when i started like 2014 when i started yeah. attending the church which is literally most of the time the church has been around Yep. Uh, so he is kind of like a, he is like a cornerstone of the church at this point in time. So you know it, it is it is certainly bittersweet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there we have it, everybody. This pod will drop on Friday, June 9th. We usually don't try to overdate, overassign any podcast to a specific date, but it's if it's dropping on June 9th, Eric's last Sunday is going to be June 11th. If you're within driving distance, join us on Sunday morning to. Send off the old boy and his family. And for now, ta-ta, turtle doves. Wow. That was definitely a top five episode of Five Golden Things, The Liberty Lists. And remember, kids, schadenfreude ain't just a river in Egypt. Wade in the water a little deeper anytime at libertycollingswood.org and find us at the usual socials. Make us a top five follow, and you'll always be our number one. Toodle-pip. <laughs>